All right. Well, let's get started. Hello. Welcome, everyone. My name is Nell. Nell V2. And I would like to welcome you guys to the Anti-PVP Podcast. The whole goal of this podcast is to share a more casual view of Black Desert Online, just from the standpoint of console and what I've kind of seen it grow to today. And like, isn't it? It's been like almost two years. I believe it would be two years in March officially. I've been playing since beta, well, open beta, dare I say. And I've seen a lot, a lot go on. And I've been playing on and off since then. I mean, I'll take like a two, three month break in between here and there. And now I really get on the grind. I started off just life skilling. Yeah. <laughs> I actually spent the first year just life skilling, a mixture of cooking, hunting, fishing, hotspot fishing when we only had the little small dinky boats. <laughs> it was a good times. And I've seen the game slowly but surely evolve over time. And then I think around January of last year, I sat down and wanted to get the other point of view, being like grinding mobs for experience or like checking out what the game had to offer outside of just life skilling and like AFK stuff. <laughs> um, back in the day, I went through a couple different classes. I went through a Sork, Tamer, Archer, and eventually then landed and stuck with Lawn. And I've been playing Lawn ever since like November 2019, I believe it was 2019, and really got heavy on the, the January following that. So the point of this podcast is that I want to share a more casual standpoint on the game, because I know there's always a lot of focus on like the end game stuff or like, you know, PVP or Node War or anything like that. What not to expect out of this is, even though it's called the Anti-PVP Podcast, it's just because I won't really be focusing on like the PVP element of Black Desert or like stuff like that. I kind of wanted to like focus more on the stuff that isn't really discussed as much, like the life skilling side or the PVE side or just from the casual standpoint of <laughs> grinding, like playing for a couple hours a day, not really being like, highly evolved in the game but still watching the progression of the game and seeing how things have come out to this day <laughs> with that being said hopefully this becomes a bi-weekly podcast and another thing i really want to discuss and go over in this whole point is video console as a whole where it started versus where it is now in my opinion pve versus pvp versus life skilling uh, dueling for spot is going to be a really interesting topic I want to cover. The idea of the gear gap, at least what it means in my opinion and what I kind of see about it. Um, I was going to go over more of the patch notes and slash roadmap, but looks like it hasn't came out at least at the time of this recording at like 7.30 in the morning on January 28th. Um, thoughts and ideas I've seen, some suggestions I've seen in the Discord that I found interesting. And what I want to see in the future of BDO. <laughs> well, further adjustments or further introductions, let's get started. So personally, when it comes to BDO console as a whole, I like the progression we've made. Because back in the day, like really back in the day, when everything was still fresh, we had quite a few issues. I want to say the biggest issue we had for a long time was merger. Or we would get sudden last spikes, but we couldn't play for like a full minute or two. 
and that would cause a lot of people to die, lose crystals, die in the mobs, get in the middle of PvP, get disconnected, in the middle of a world boss, get disconnected. Now, I'm not saying that all those have been fixed because I know a lot of people still blue screen during world bosses, but there's a lot to be said. Nonetheless, I know me personally i started on the older school xbox so i was one of those people who did disconnect during boss fights who didn't really have much going on and i couldn't really do too much i didn't want to do too much because i hated just getting disconnected or things or i would run into um loading walls <laughs> oh i remember those you run into the loading walls like you'd be running through like caltheon and all of a sudden your character would just like stop like they still be running they would just stop as if they like a uh, thing of glass. <laughs> that was a thing for a while. Then the hard lag, like, like if I had to describe this, like the lag would be like a whole like 30 seconds to a minute where the whole server couldn't do anything. So let's say you want like, let's just take Vendia one, for example, and you were grinding like Rogsten or like Fogans or like Histria, all of a sudden the mobs would stop taking damage. Everything would stop and you couldn't do nothing. And then like 30 seconds later, you'd be able to play again, but you're dead now because the game was still moving, but the server was lagging and you were stuck. You couldn't do anything. None of your skills would go off. Maybe your potions were going off, but you were getting hit too hard. There was just a lot going on those days. Before we had comma, before we had the merger, before we had Doom Crane, well, we had Kratuga actually, or Ocean Content. That was that was some wild rides. Then after that, we got the forty percent mob nerf, which on paper I didn't really see a difference. Like when we lost the mobs, I think that people were still experiencing the whole like server lag and just the ins and out of. Video lagging, <laughs> at least from the earlier stages. Um, I mean, it seemed like it was a more common problem than people made it out to be to a point where I would see a whole server as soon as the lag stopped. Everyone's like lag, lag, it's lagging, it's lagging again. And we really wanted something done about that. As far as I know now, it doesn't happen anymore. So that's something to really be happy about. Um, console as a whole, in my opinion, has grown so much in these last two years, and we still have a long way to go. We still have a lot of stuff that needs to come out. Like the big thing that I feel like a lot of people are pushing for, especially in the end game, or people who have like full pen already. I mean, sad to say, I can't relate. I'm, I only got like, got like two pens. I'm still working on the rest, but our Capris, like, People really want to progress more, but it feels like if they're at that point right now with their full pen, they don't really have much else to do besides grind the pot piece or kind of just get levels. Another thing that a lot of people really want right now is stars in or like just a new grind spot in general and more content really. I see on the post forums, I see a lot of people are like, we want more content. We want more to do. People, life skillers want manos. Um, grinders want stars in, or like more places to progress in. And it's really interesting. 
<laughs> um, one thing I really, really find the most interesting out of all that, and just like console as a whole, is the CMs we have. Because outside of what happened with Corona, they've actually been really responsive. They're active in the Discord, and we have CMs that play the game. Which coming from other communities, like I played World of Warcraft for a while. I played a lot of MMOs over the time. And this is one of the more active positions I ever seen a CM take where they're really giving us out what's going on from what they've been told. Now I know they're not developers, right? I feel like they get a lot of heat because as a whole a certain question can get asked but they won't really have the answers because they don't know the accuracy of what is being developed and what is being tested because as a community manager you're kind of that in between of the player base and what the backhand staff or the developers are doing so as the cms they kind of just take our opinions take what we have to say and give us answers to stuff when they can and bring up issues to the developers. Now that's up to the developers to how they go about implementing these fixes and on what scale. And one of my biggest things about console is when it comes to getting the update out, they have to go through so many, for lack of better terms, hoops, cause you gotta get it approved. And Microsoft, I can only really speak for Xbox, every two weeks we get an update. And I believe that's cause Microsoft only wants to allow pushes to xbox games every two weeks if this was like pc then they could push it once a week or find quick or be able to push out updates a lot more fast a lot more faster i feel like that was a bad choice of words but we're gonna roll with it we only do one take out here <laughs> so um that kind of covers my standpoint of where it started where it is now um i don't really have like or else to go on. Um, I'm not really gonna get too in deep of like certain things going on. I kind of wanted to like bring up some major things I saw. Oh, I can't forget this though. I really miss the third servers. I really do. I miss like Val Valencia three, Medea three. That was like the server that I always was on. Medea three. I miss those servers. Now I kind of just sit in rule with you all day. <laughs> So next topic is PVE versus PVP versus life skilling. So this is a open world PVP game where the open world element is feels like you're more catered to PVE than actual PVP. So when it comes to how I always saw Black Desert is PVP was a thing that was done to fight over rotations, but it's also something that could just be done for fun. While PVE is where you make your gains at, where you get your money at, where you do and grow and like get your skill points and all that. PVE as a whole is really interesting to me because it seems like it's a bigger focus than actual PVP. So I haven't really been much in the no war scene, but from what I've heard and seen around discords and other streamers talking about it, it's not really a good place to be. I mean, the money's cool, the extra money's cool, and it's kind of fun, but it feels like a lot of people, at least what I see on the discord suggestions that they are complaining about tier one, no wars being over capped and you can't really like get in 
unless you have like a really high gear score because some of the top gills are always just there and not really giving you room for growth or for new gills to like just try it out because it sucks if you just join a guild and you try to have fun and no one you get steamrolled now you don't want to like do pvp as much or if you're trying to be like grinding an area and get killed i feel like that also contributes a lot to like people's hmm, how do i word this correctly people's view of the game because they hear these stories about people always getting killed for their grind spot or being flagged up more for no reason or griefing or stuff like that which it happens but it's it's rare like i don't really think that many people get just randomly flagged up on like i know for a fact that you have a lot of griefers on console from what i've seen or what i've read in the server chat and that could be fixed that's definitely something that could be fixed in the long run of the game just based on like people learning people spending time people being mature in the game but we'll see what happens it is console at the end of the day we grew up on modern warfare too <laughs> so the pve side of things is really interesting because what i tend to do now is since i'm pushing for level 63 I do a lot more mindless grinding at trees. I'm normally doing three man trees because I want the little bit extra money that comes with it. And my AP bracket is my AP bracket. So I'll sit there and grind trees or I'll sit there and just kind of mindlessly go at it. Like I'll have something on like Spotify or I have my stream running or I'll be thinking about some random things or I'll be, I remember one time I was trying to read the book in the process that didn't work out. It didn't. I was like hitting absolutely nothing. We moved to the next tree. <laughs> oh God, never do that one again. But yeah, so then PVP, I feel like, sorry, PVE wise, I feel like there's more of a focus on the PVE content coming out and less of the PVP. And then when it comes to life skilling as a whole, I think the last major update, in my opinion, that we got for good life skilling was getting the Ethereum sailboats. So that way you can get the hotspot fishing faster and stuff like that. It's really good. Um, me personally, I'm going to have this life skilling bias because that's really what I want to do. Like whenever we get Manos gear, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to sit around, hunt, gather, process materials and take care of all that. That's really what I want to be able to do in this game. So getting back to the PvP side. I want to address the issue that is known as DFS or dueling for a spot. So on paper, dueling for a spot is something that's been BDO for quite some time. You hop on the server, you go to what's known as a mob rotation. You go to the mob rotation and you see someone's there. Now, because it's an open world PvP game, you do have the rights, in my opinion, to fight to protect your rotation. And that person has the right to challenge you for your rotation. Now, the way that I've seen it work on PC, NA, and KR is they have a dueling system in the game. So they challenge you to a duel. You normally do best two out of three, and loser changes server. That happen. That doesn't happen on console though, because <laughs> we don't have the dual system. We end up just flagging up. And I'm not sure if most people do two out of three. I normally ask for two out of three and 
a lot of different things happen. I feel like this is more speaking on the maturity of players and how they feel as opposed to the game. Like <clears throat> the biggest thing we could, the game could do for us is give us the dual system so we don't lose karma. The bigger thing the player base could do for us is learning these elegance. Like don't attack people when they're in mobs or ask for the duel if they refuse the duel in my opinion you should just flag up and then kill them but then that opens the door to so many more headaches like griefing guild, guild dropping to grief k-bombing and my personal favorite the calling of the boys so <laughs> Griefing when someone just runs through your rotation and just messes things up just to mess things up because they lost into a fight for you or they just feel like, hey, I've been here for X amount of time. You're not just kind of coming and take my rotation. You're going to have to, you know, force me, force me out this spot, which normally leads to if they're in a big enough guild as yours, you can deck on them so you don't lose karma no more or you have to keep killing them and go red, which nine times out of 10 is their purpose, which is why K-bombing is such a big thing because they want you to feel as if because you wanna force or follow by these rules of the game and I don't agree to these rules of the game because I don't really wanna be involved in PVP, that at the end, you're the one who needs to suffer. It's kinda of weird. So like, I wanna address as well the karma system in it. I feel like the karma system actually favors people who aren't aggressive, who aren't the aggressor. So for example, going back to the exact same situation I gave, if you ask for a duel for spot, right? And they duel and they lose. All right, cool. You lost karma off of that, but you expect them to leave. They want to be a sore loser. They sit there, they take off their gear, and now they're running through your rotation. You're going to get annoyed and try to kill them. Now you're, now you're done going red. So now you risk like losing experience. I don't believe you can lose crystals right now because crystals aren't breaking. And you have a chance to lose gear grade only if you die to mobs. So if you die to other players, it kind of really doesn't matter. So since that's, since that's a big part of the game, <clears throat> one thing I would love to see, and this is just like a couple suggestions I've seen, this course would sound great. Imagine if they had a average level year. So the way it would work in from reading um for reading this guy's Discord comment would be it would track every hour of their gear score <clears throat> and then give them like a gear cap. So let's say someone is like a 550 witch, right? And the other person is like a 570 striker, for example. And the 570 striker wins the duel. Duelful spot, right? The witch gets salty, takes off her gear, and then proceeds to get, try to get killed by the striker. And the striker proceeds to kill her, but instead of him losing karma for her gear being like 21 and like 2, he'll only lose the karma equal to the amount of what the gear was at its peak for the last hour. So I feel like that would be a smart system to implement because then you won't lose as much karma because a lot from what I've seen when it comes to griefing and griefers, a lot of them aren't in a guild. So you can't really deck on them to stop yourself from losing karma. But if that system was in place or people, you know, respected the duel for spot rules, then it would be a lot 
easier to come by, easier to go by, and a lot easier on everyone in general, <laughs> at least for the people who love the game. That would be an interesting thing. That'd be very interesting. Another thing I see, which kind of falls more on the player base, is being a lot more mature about your losses. I lose my dual spots. It happens. I move on to another server. That's just how I feel about it. Now, dual down when you feel like you've lost a dual for spot, and then you call people to help you to fight your battle for you, and the dual for spot. I find that kind of weird. <laughs> like just in my opinion, I find that weird. Like, oh, you lost, so you're gonna call three higher gear score people to secure your spot. I'm not sure if that's like just a common thing and that's just sounds different to me, but y'all do y'all. <laughs> y'all do all. Now, if you get jumped, that's a completely different story. Call the boys, kill v guild, throw that deck up, and go at it. But if it's like a one on one fight, don't call for backup because you lose. Just change servers, bro. I know it sucks might be running out of your loot scroll but that's just part of the game at the end of the day like <laughs> they give you a warning when you hit level 49 to go to 50 it happens so moving on now gear gap this is a very very interesting topic because they say that gear gap is the reason why we don't have a lot of content like capras well mainly capras <laughs> that's the only time i hear that gear gap is being brought up and it's interesting because actually i can't think of another situation where they brought up gear gap outside of us asking for capras ah i don't i mean i could think of like here and there like but nothing like every single time we've asked for capras to be put in the game they say it's because of gear gap and people keep asking for capras and keep asking for capras and keep asking for capras keep asking for capras it's like one of those things where it feels like the more that it's asked about the less likely we are to see it and because of that i would love to see instead of asking for capras asking for things to like close the gear gap like on one hand capras could close the gear gap because you can generate more money and sell more money to a market but those high-end people are going to be those high-end people for a reason. They're putting in hours into the game to grind, to get to that point. It's just going to happen. There is always going to be a gear gap. But I wonder how they calculate that. Because I remember in the Caltheon Ball, they showed, like, the pie chart. And I wasn't 100% too sure if it accounted for console or just, like, everyone in general. I'm just going to assume it counts for everyone in general. But with that being said... Capers could generate money in the economy, yes. Will it create a bigger gear gap in my opinion? Yes, but the gear gap's always gonna be there. At least in my opinion. But what I would love to see is a way to handle the gear gap. So people talk about Oasis gear. I don't really know too much about that. I'll probably look more into that, but seasonal service would be a great way to close the gear gap. Yeah, permit seasonal service so newer players could come in and get a feel for the game. And not have to worry about some 600 wizard pulling up on them when they just get to Histria and killing them. <laughs> just because it's like, hey, this is my permanent rotation. You kind of just need to get with it or get out. But another thing I think will really help with uh, closing gear gap would be more, more ways to make money in the game. Like the biggest thing I want to see, and of course I heard about, is getting our forty percent mob back. That right there in itself, if they keep the 
respawn rate and the extra mobs in would be amazing because on console we have a lot smaller rotations than pc players have from what i've seen and if they give us the mobs back that they took out i feel like that would help generate more money in the economy that's giving people more spending money thus allowing people to make more progress throw that in with seasonal servers i feel like we can close the year gap but also do wonder when you're when they're calculating the gear gap are they accounting for people who are pushing to make gear it's like when i was a life skiller my gear was me pushing for cooking clothing or alchemy clothing or hunter's clothing which that's not that much ap or dp it's just not do you account for those players or are you just sitting there and it's like Nah, we have a way to filter that out. I'm not sure how that works exactly, but I'd be really interested to find out if they say, hey, if you're under a hundred or so gear score, we don't account we don't account for you because you're either still failing new to the game and you don't know what's going on, or you're a life skiller and you're kind of affecting the average range. Nonetheless, nonetheless just an interesting topic. Let's see now. Patch notes. And I really wanted to go over the roadmap in this section, but it seems like the roadmap hasn't came out yet. So mm, that would be for another topic, another day. Well, I would hope to be on the roadmap would be Doom Horse. Just Doom Horse off the top of my head. I really, really want one. So yeah, like that's just my baby. I want to see Doom Horses. I want to see seasonal servers as well to help address the gear gap. I want to see stars in and cappers. So higher end players can grind. <laughs> they have more to push for, which would be really interesting. Uh, I, of course, on top of my list would be Manos, but I don't think that's coming for quite some time. And then with the stuff they talked about in the Calcium Ball, like having that new No War, so the siege scene could be brought back because. I believe there was a siege podcast I used to watch back in the day, but it seems like all that has gone away and nobody does siege. Everyone kind of just does no war from what I've seen. <coughs> or at least I don't pay enough attention to see the podcast. One to two. You guys will let me know. <laughs> so after all that is said and done, I also want to see. That's what I like to see. I think that's really it, at least from my standpoint. Maybe a new grind area. I already covered that with stars in. Quality of life changes, like fixing like small things here and there about classes or in-game errors and stuff like that. Otherwise, I really don't have anything else I want to request. Um, I would love Manos. Give us Manos, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, life skillers, we need Manos. <laughs> we need Manos gear. The economy is really suffering from lack of materials. Let's see now. Now, um, I want to go over a couple of things that I've seen in like the suggestion form that really stands out to me. So a big error I've seen, at least I call it error, is that Zerka's Q buffs don't work. So they've been like without them. Is it a Q or debuff doesn't work? And it's weird that a class like a lot of the older classes seem to like go unheard from or unplayed because of like small mechanic difficulties and stuff like that. 
But if it's true, I mean, I haven't really seen it. I've heard that the Q buff just doesn't work on Zerkers. And that's bad. Like, I feel like that really diminishes their kit in general. Um, plus, we're already limited on console on like things we can do because we don't have mouse movement to really control a lot of moves. So it's a lot going on. Um, another thing and I want to see worked out is can we show some love to tamers? Because I know this pet nerf is coming out where the damage for like striker clones, pets, wizard pets, stuff like that are going to be are going to now scale the AP. I feel like a lot more people would play tamer class if she got some buffs or maybe a WeWork so that way she could be more viable. Like, I know a lot of people love their tamer. I used to love playing my tamer too, but the amount of work you need to put in on a tamer to scale out to some of the higher level stuff is really, really insane in my opinion. I mean, I know she's amazing at 1v1s and stuff like that, but I feel like with the coming updates, at least from a global lab standpoint, tamer's going to get hit hard. And I think hard is an understatement. Tamer's really going to get hit. So strikers and so witchers, but I love to see tamers and Zerks get some love. That's why I would love to see, especially if Zerks really are suffering from the Q buff thing. Let's see now. And for a future, I mean, I kind of want to address the future of this podcast. Like, I want this to be something that people listen to something that people hear hear the ideas and it bounces more ideas around their head of what they want to do in this game i want to see bdo console as a whole strive to be better in a way that we're still playing this game two years from now three years from now have a community like how console no, not console uh pc has where we have more servers where we have more diversified player base of people life skilling, of people grinding, of the sea of the action being siege and no wars, where you have multiple different guilds who like can enter no wars because they're just starting up instead of everyone running to the big guilds. Um, I want to see us get our mobs back. <laughs> Especially the four, especially that forty percent. I just want to see like console in general do great because I know I'm still gonna be enjoying this game at least for another year or so. From what I've seen, because I still have a long way to go. I'm trying to push for all pen gear with the exception of accessories, and eventually work on my accessories, and then we'll see what happens from there. Um, another thing I want to do in the future of this podcast is as I gather more information and work on more stuff, I want to be able to like bring people on and get like their standpoints on the game. Like talk to like different people who've been playing like certain classes and how they feel about the classes on console and why they chose those classes and their standpoints to certain topics in the game. Because I, I don't want to give like a false narrative to the game because from what because the things i see as a casual is going to be completely different from things to people who play this game like 12 hours a day or people who only life skill in this game or people who 
you know, or kind of like me, they get on and play for a couple hours and get off and don't think much of it. I want to hear from guild leaders. I want to hear from a bunch of different points where as a collective, we can look back on this podcast on day one when we're like 20, 30 deep into the podcast and be like, we kind of came a long way. We really kind of came a long way. So this is going to conclude the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to this. I'm trying to keep them brief. Don't want you guys here all day. I just want to cover a certain points throughout the uh, lifetime of this podcast. And like I said in the beginning, it'll only be done in one take. If I mess up, I mess up. I'm human at the end of the day. But I appreciate you guys giving this a full listen. I appreciate you guys coming through and taking care. Hope you guys have a good day. And if you want to talk about this, um, I stream on Twitch under the name Nell B2. And it's normally in the AM around 9 a.m. to 12 Eastern Standard Time before I head off to work for the day. Sometimes on the weekends, I'll be doing like longer streams, but that's kind of it. I appreciate everyone. Y'all have a good day now.